Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, uh, and welcome to this podcast. Um, we start every show with, uh, with uh, well, with basically coming clean with mistakes that have been made. Um, we apologize for those mistakes. Um, we let you voice those mistakes, uh, and then we we um, we we con- we we we, uh, we con- uh, contrice. Is that the word? What? what is it? There's always a word that I think is out there that I never know. Um, beg for forgiveness. Bev- yeah, I guess a penitent man shall pass ah, on this one. <laughs> um. So, uh, Rob, did we make any mistakes in the in the last podcast? I I, I feel like. I- I think um, we called it a tie. That yeah, yeah. Of- Overhyped creator. I, yeah, I don't think we had necessarily a winner. No one came out and said, I can't believe you attacked um, a man that I've dedicated my life to. No one said, oh, uh, Todd McFarlane is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I think the only thing is you once said that uh, in that podcast, you said Ron Howard uh, wasn't getting the the props that he deserves. And, and I say to that, I think he... I think he gets plenty of props. <laughs> I think he gets plenty of props on that. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good, right? I uh, yeah, yes. Let's okay. Let's just move, move on. on to the next one. That all right then. Well, then I should get this podcast started. My name is Monty Ike. This is uh, I'm right, and he's Rob. And here is uh, the old man Logan to my Wolverine, the Picard to my Star Trek: The Next Generation, the Knight Rider 2000 to my Knight Rider. <laughs> My best friend, Rob Bloom. Rob, how are you, buddy? I, I have to admit, I had no idea where we were going to go with your intro based on the subject matter. And then it, you went with the obvious of what how <laughs> just, you do. I just went, yeah, I went completely obvious here because, you know, sometimes sometimes I want to be coy and, and like, uh, but I think this is kind of uh, one of those topics where it's not going to be crystal clear. We're, it's we're, a good we're topic. Like, it really a, is. Yeah. But it's like, it's but like it's, one of those things that we're going to have to get people into. I, I, and I actually have, have a feeling that we will probably, while discussing, either have better ideas while discussing or piggyback on each other's ideas. Right. I, right. right. So, so, uh, the, the topic of the, this one is now that Picard's come out, there's a sort of a trend in taking protagonists from old storylines or even protagonists and shunting them into the future and showing their aged selves. Yeah. And, and not old necessarily man Logan a is, sequel. is like, yeah, yeah. It, it's more like, okay, here they are now years later, or here's the, here's you know, an house you could argue is false. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuller house is exactly one. That's You're what right. Old, old um, man, DJ. It's just um, old man. Uh, DJ. Girl meets girl meets world is another example. Um, mm. Things like that, and those those are kind of what I was looking at when I thought. About I guess then technically, but, next generation is almost one of these in its entirety. It, yeah. It's the concept, right? It's the ship. Oh, it's here's the, the ship in the future, right? I guess. Let's jump ahead forty years or yeah. whatnot and see what's but, going on with the characters you loved, or their offspring, or their legacy. It yeah. is a sequel, but it's yeah, yeah, different. Uh, but I really, I, I really like. Okay, so as I've been watching Picard, I've noticed that here's a guy, Patrick Stewart, who's looked the same age. Let me interrupt you for a second. Oh, uh, yeah. How many episodes of Picard are out right now? There is Three? like five. No, okay. four. Four episodes. I think we're on the. I've fourth. heard it's. I've heard it's really good. Can you just give me just a thumbs up, thumbs down, real basic? What's your feeling on it? Um, I like it, but it is absolutely, positively not in any way like Star Trek: The Next Generation. I heard it's more like Star Wars, where it's action and. Uh, it's more like Deep Space Nine, oh, where okay. it is okay. political. There's a lot of okay. political stuff so far that's going on, a lot of conspiracies, and a lot of do we trust this person or do we not? 
And the We're worst, up the worst arcs, thing, right? Yeah, I think so. The worst thing that I have seen so far is a character that refers to Jean Luc Picard as JL, and that, by the way, is the worst thing that I've seen. <laughs> and every time she calls him JL, I'm like, no, fuck you. No one does. <laughs> that is fucking weird. Do you like it though? Is it is it worth? Um, I'm enjoying your time it. And- yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Um, do I like it more than Discovery? I don't know. I don't know yet. That's fair. That's I've um, heard. I've heard that comparison. That yeah, you know, not comparison, but people going because they really like Discovery. Yeah, I feel like you know after the, like the third episode, we're now finally actually. Yeah, I think we're now finally introducing the cast, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like now we're done with that, and we're we're done reintroducing you to Jean Luc Picard in his new, um, in his new reality, um, which is uh, someone who quit Starfleet in disgust and doesn't necessarily hold Starfleet. Starfleet let him down in a major he's an, way. He's an admiral at this point. Is that he right? He was an admiral and he retired. He, he left, he left Starfleet Something with in a very the public Romulans, way. like Romulans needed help. In my- yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think okay. they alluded, they alluded to this in Star Trek nemesis that the star in the Romulan star system was going to go supernova and, uh, like, you know, three trillion Romulans that were in both, you know, Romulus and Remus and all this other stuff needed to be. Actually, they have not shown the Remans at all and are maybe pretending the Remans don't exist anymore, which were the more like but, vampire. But types. they were Federation enemies. Right. But they needed help. But they needed help. Picard wanted to help. And Federation then something refused. happens and it causes the Federation to revoke their aid and to put a stop on the. And now the Romulans are basically spread. They are they have their own territory still, but they don't have the they are not a superpower. So okay. it's like it, it is very much like they're just almost like wandering Jews a little bit where there are some Romulans that are in the Federation now or, you know, uh, that are members of the Federation. To be clear, there are some that are um uh, posing as Vulcans, there's a whole bunch of different things, and then you know and they. But bring it's up... kind of like where you have immigra- immigration type. Uh, yeah, and refugees. It's a lot of the refugee the issue yes. and, yeah. and a lot of that stuff that they're touching on. So that's all good. But but yeah, it is not. Um, it is not. I'm the captain of a starship and we're exploring space. That that is not what's happening. It is more of there's secret cabals and I'm getting down to and at the heart of it too is the idea that. Um, data uh it's 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 about his relationship with data and what happened with data too so it's crazy um anyway but yeah i think this is why i like got sparked because i really felt like the other thing is about it is so it's picard in a in a like you never thought oh this is how the federation would be portrayed um it is not the same sort of optimism that star trek next generation had the same sort of optimism that they started walking away from in Deep Space Nine and Voyager um, is, is still here. Kind of this this optimism, this walk away from that optimism has, has been happening. So it's sort of like seeing Vietnam movies for America where you start seeing America in a different light back in the. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, like it's also a lot like old man Logan in the fact that here's a guy who was at his prime and he was amazing. And now he's not on his prime and he's a little more feeble. Gotcha. And uh, and that's the thing that I, I think I was starting to say that strikes oh, me about I it. I apologize is, for cutting no, no, you no, off, no. by the way. No, 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 no. You're, you're fine. Um, like in Star Trek The Next Generation, sure, he looks this and he looks exact. I mean, Picard. He's aging or, very yeah. well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Stewart hasn't looked different in 40 years. Right. He still looks mm-hmm. the same. But they're playing him much forty more. years. They well, no, I mean, I'm talking like since Dune. I mean, he looked the yes. same in yep. Dune, and that was a decade Excalibur. before. Yeah. yeah, yep. So, uh, but yeah, he uh, he looks the same, but he definitely is playing himself or is himself a little more feeble, a little more, um, uh, a little more. What's that word? Fragile. Yeah, fragile. Okay. And just kind of like an old man Logan, how Logan wasn't Wolverine anymore. He was mm-hmm. not in and, shape, but he wasn't, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of what I like about it is that sort of idea. And I was reminded, um, too, when I was kind of looking up for this topic about Samurai Jack did the same thing. 
Oh, that's true. That Samurai is true. Jack jumped in and were like, oh, yeah, time passed. And everything that was going on in the regular series, now we're coming and back. Talk, and it's totally Talk different. about a series that nails it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the cut. Did you see the finale of that? Not to totally No, no, I, I the didn't. The finale of that will punch you in the nuts, make you sad. Just, oh, it's so good, but it's so sad. God. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful, but sad. I don't Just know if I want. Sad. I don't know if I want that from my well, cartoon about. A yeah, I won't. I won't ruin any more than that. But it's 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 just it's beautiful. It's a it, the whole series is a beautiful piece of art. But like every hero story like that, mm-hmm. it's like he gets he gets the happy ending for a while. I and see. then he doesn't. Is it the Moses where he's led them to the land of milk and honey, but he himself cannot cross the River Jordan? Not quite. Okay. Not quite. All Not right. quite. Yeah. All right. So uh, so our premise here today is what shows would we like to see get this sort of um, sequel treatment, this sort of next chapter or this time jumpy tra- time chapter? Jumpy. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, you, you want to go start. first? No, I want you to start. I want you to start. Okay, I think I I think um, I don't think you will disagree with any of them that are on my list. I have three that I thought were. I think one will be kind of weak for you, but the other two I think you're going to be totally on board with. And for my first mm-hmm. one, I think it has been rumored. It has been talked about. We have seen every one of the actors go. I'm on board. Let's do this. I would love to see the Goonies today. Oh yeah. I think I actually read uh, something that was like a Goonies sequel, but it's not what you think. But yeah, that would be kind of fun. Goonies like, have up. their kids, and the, you know their kids are kind of friends or whatever, and then they like they screw up and they get lost, and the parents have to get together to find them. Or yeah, uh, you you name it, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. There are, I, I know the actors. Most of the actors involved in this aren't huge superstars that couldn't be brought in. Right. I mean, they've delivered Frodo to the ring. They're pretty much open book now. They've they've yeah. snapped half the universe to existence. They're kind of done with that as well. I, that's that's right. They're uh, whatever the fuck the other ones have done. Actually, uh, wait, job, Chunk. Uh, <laughs> no, what? Chunk? Are you talking about the the the, the Asian kid? The right? Asian kid. What yeah. was his What was his name in the Data? Jones it was. Oh, oh, you, no. You're thinking of Short Round. Then he was Isn't Data. He round, though? No, yeah, he. I don't know if he that's was, the same actor, I bro. He, I Is swear, it? I thought he was short round. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not Odd Job. Odd Job's from Doctor uh, or is from uh, Goldfinger. Sorry. <laughs> and his name I, in the I Goonies, got my sidekick names. And in the name is in the Goonies was Data, um, which is apropos to everything I, I've I already talked about. I could have swore he was short round, or at least the, the sidekick to Indiana Jones. But oh my god. Now this are you is, looking it up now? Yeah, because quite honestly, if you're just like miss, I don't want to just be the racist guy yeah. that's remember, but I'm pretty sure it's the same kid. How many uh, how many Asian kid kid actors were there? Oh, he was short round. Good for you. Okay. His name is Thank Key Hua Kwan. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Key. Okay. That's at least a, yeah, I was pretty yeah. sure it was Whoa. the same actor. <laughs> yeah. What were we What were we worried about? It was the Hollywood in the '80s. Of course, they only had yeah. one one asian actor under 18 that did everything um yeah no i think that would be fun uh well chunk i was gonna say chunk is a lawyer now he's an entertainment yeah. lawyer like i've done oh, i've looked i've, I've looked through plenty of where are they nows on these guys <laughs> and and chunk uh, is an entertainment lawyer and who else would be like la- uh cory feldman i guess yeah would, yeah thank god that you know, happened um, what is John Matuzak still around? Could he still play sloth? Uh, Joe Pantaleone, <laughs> is he around? Anne I Ramsey's would assume dead. you would. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would say you, you, you say sloth has passed, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I think that's probably pretty believable. Uh, Jeff oh. Cohen, by the way, is the guy who played chunk and he is, yeah, I think he's now a, he's uh yeah, he's a lawyer. He's like, but I mean, I lawyer. imagine it would be, you know, you, He's also not With chunky. All, he looks pretty good. No, yeah, he's in pretty good shape, if I recall. Uh, but the whole premise of this is you're jumping ahead in time, right, to a modern setting, and I could see where that, like, their kids are kind of, or maybe you go the opposite, where their kids are boring and don't want to go out and have fun. They're all sitting on their phones, and their parents are like, "Do you know what we did when you were we were your yeah. age? We were out getting treasure. And- we saved our whole neighborhood. Yeah." <laughs> 
I mean, the story ideas are, right. you know, that or that. That's. I think, I think there's a, yeah, I think there's a place for like maybe Mikey being the one who still wants to lead that sort of life and like Mikey having all these weird things and the rest of them have kind of grown up. I think that would yeah, play yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Kind of a lost Peter Pan feel. And mm-hmm. I have this great idea for uh, Ghostbusters along these lines, but let's say that a family, probably let's say Ray's family, uh, no, no, no. Egon's family. Egon's family. Egon moves to like, I don't know, Oklahoma with uh, the containment field to keep it safe and buries it in their yard. And then uh, everyone basically forgets about the Ghostbusters. Oh, wait a minute. That's the plot of the it, new movie. Is is that um, the plot? Because I hadn't heard what the plot was. I've kind of avoided. No, they don't. They don't. We don't know what the plot of that. But judging from I the do first know they trailer, are related to Egon. Yeah. That much I did know. Oh, they have to be with Flynn Wolfhart. It has to be Egon, the one that they're... Uh, no, I, I think, uh, well, and it makes more sense to have the one actor who's dead be the character that doesn't come back. So, um, sure. uh, no, I, I, it's funny because I just, I literally wrote, you said Goonies and I immediately went Ghostbusters and I went, oh God, that's right. This is happening with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. This is what is, you I mean, so we're, we're on topic here. I like that. I like, uh, I like Ghostbusters. Uh, here's one that can't happen, but I wish we would have done it. Wouldn't it have been great to have Old Man Bandit? From Smokey and the Bandit. Oh yeah, hey, oh yeah, we can't do that. But that would wouldn't have that have been great? That would have been like my ultimate movie. (laughs) Wasn't it a different actor in Smokey and the Bandit three? Well, it was Snowman. It was Jerry Reed was pretending to be the Bandit in Smokey and the Bandit three. Was still doing a bet, but he had the car. Jerry Reed, yeah. Snowman from the with the it truck. It was Jerry Reed. Okay, it was so Jerry was Reed, that... but he was pretending. And then Burt Reynolds makes a cameo in the end of it. I I vaguely remember, but all I my friends at the time, and this was before you and I were hanging out. My yeah. friends at the time would copy uh, Jackie Gleason's character. Oh yeah, for them. and we would just Duke go around justice. Going, oof, oof, oof. Everything was oof. Yeah. You know what? I've said this before. I will say it again. Uh, I think that Buford T. Justice is one of the most overlooked comedic portrayals ever. That thing is comedy gold. It's such a beautiful character comedically. And Jackie Gleason does an amazing job in that movie of really like you know, taking it, a com like the you know it's supposed to i mean he's supposed to be a comedic character right oh absolutely but it is just like a master class in like everything physically that he does the mannerisms that he does he creates an entire character that is amazing and smoking the bandit three influenced- Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking the Bandit Three has a lot more Buford T. Justice. It's Jerry mm-hmm. Reed and Buford, and they're basically competing to do something, right? And Buford mm-hmm. T. Justice is very much um, a co-star, and not the comic villain per se, not, but it's yeah, very yeah. much it's, balanced. And then I, I would argue that probably that characterization was mimicked and emulated in many, like even in Dukes of Hazard and things oh, like yeah, that. Definitely. I'm sure that it became the archetype for this stupid for the Southern the, cop. the bumblefuck cop. Yeah, the bumble. It's, yes, bumblefuck cop is exactly what it is, and it is beautiful. The hubris, that comedic hubris of a character that thinks he is all of this, and he constantly fails. Uh, yet keeps his uh, his. Uh, it's his, Roscoe Pico, and yeah. I mean it's it's so much of so much of it. <clears throat> yeah, great. Oof, that's so good. Yeah, that uh, so that was my one. that would my that would, you know we can't make it, but to me you you get to see a little bit. So in the in the first movie, Smoking the Bandit, let me take you back. They for you first meet the bandit, and he is at a one of those big rig rodeos, and uh, uh, Bo, uh, the bandit. <laughs> And I can't remember his last name for the life of me. Bo Rambo, something like that. I don't know. It's some uh, some beautiful French name. But he is uh, he he's famous already regionally as a as a tr- truck driving rodeo like a driver, right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like I think to myself. So he did these crazy things in the in the first two movies. It'd be great to see like. Let's let's imagine that the bandit became famous, like got on Johnny Carson or something in the early 80s because of these. Maybe wrote a book, something like that, and became somewhat famous. It would have been a great movie to see him. Served, served his time in prison is now is free and now only doing right. a circuit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now and now is like uh, 
is seen as like a has been. He wants to prove something. It would have been a great thing to do. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so, hey, weren't you the guy that went yeah. cross country? You know, I'm thinking Cannibal Run. <laughs> right. Same, same thing. Same yeah, movie. yeah. Might as well. Yeah. So anyway, that that was my first foray, and it's. I really, I honestly admit, I love smoking the bandits so goddamn much that that is probably maybe a little too uh, just for me. But for fuck it, I think that would have been a. Oh fun well, thing hey, for that's us. what the whole idea yeah. is for. Would have been a fun thing to fuck a, uh, to fuck around with. All right, what's your next one? Next one, I think you'll really like is to, especially with time travel being a thing and CG things that we are seeing, um. And you build a really cool story arc. Why don't we do a quantum leap now? Yeah, I love quantum leap. Would it be like Sam's been doing this all this time? All along. And he's just been and he just still hasn't gotten home. And And he's 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 running out of steam. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. He still doesn't have Sam every single time. He's got to figure out his own stuff. Um, you know, there's so many things that they add in the later seasons of that, like the the evil leaper. Yeah, it wasn't like it kind of like it, but wasn't it like I feel like it was Satan himself or something? Yeah, yeah. Was, well, it, yeah, that was that was sending. They they really made it to be this idea that that Sam was being used by God. And the last episode had that whole thing of going in. Hold on a minute. Sorry, I'm yes. like I'm getting a verklempt here or something. I don't know. Um, they had that whole thing of the the bar and like all these people that he'd helped were characters in this sort of bar that made no sense in reality. And the yeah. bartender it very much alluded to that the bartender was God and explaining to Sam that he had a higher purpose. Sure, um, and like he's trying to make history play out a certain way, and obviously Satan's trying to make history play out a different way you know what one of my favorite episodes of quantum leap ever was that was amazing what's that it's when he leaps into lee harvey oswald's body i remember that episode that's one of the few i do remember and sam thinks he's there to not kill kennedy right and then Mm -hmm. the best is at the end al says no don't you understand in the way this played out before she died too meaning that jackie kennedy also was killed uh, on that day oh that's yeah yep. and then sam saved jackie kennedy and changed the future like jfk was supposed to die and we couldn't say we, you couldn't solve, yeah, solve that issue. yeah that was but but that jackie uh jackie kennedy was supposed to die and he saved her but i don't remember doesn't isn't he he is still the gunman right yeah yeah that's what's crazy about it and i want to say i want to say there might have been a little bit of like there's another gunman there too or whatever and he yeah, fires it's... one shot and then fires another shot at that other person or something like that and saves her um but it's the whole time sam feels compelled to continue to do what like like lee harvey oswald hasn't given up control and he's forcing yeah. sam to do these things and it was this great episode of yeah Doctor Who would call that like a fixed point in time. A fixed point in time, yeah. And, <laughs> so, and but, so Sam but I also think that's why you started seeing. I don't know if you want to call it a religious aspect or not, but just that that they were he was trying to fuck up things in time. And yeah, but yeah, yeah. I thought the the cool thing about Quantum Leap was it was really touching on uh, civil rights. A Many lot of times, a lot of times, civil rights episodes, uh, were Jim Crow laws and other things like that. It was very impactful to me when I was younger yeah. and just remembering like, wow, he's seeing it through these. Yeah. Through a black man's eyes or a black woman's eyes or whatever. the Or, case or was. even and a woman's was, eyes. There was a lot of yeah, also gender issues that he went yes. through. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was a gay one, honestly. I mean, if you think about I it, he it's felt like remember. he always touched on like. Folks who have never had a uh, an honest shake in the United States uh, since its beginning, he always kind of touched on those things, and and to me, I think that's amazing. And uh, and he, he was wearing dresses and and doing a yeah, lot of yeah, he was which, doing a lot which, of that. For, but but that's not a leaping no, into no, a, but it's still a gay man's character was progressive to yeah. see him on screen acting as a woman that you be- and then would have intimate relationship situations. Yeah, that, you know that they still would. They would play some of those off, uh, sure, comedically. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that touched you know on what my a lot favorite of... episode was though what? that had very little to do with any kind of historic or political or what was, was that? the was the Fats Domino one the the. <laughs> 
where where he for the pool game yeah 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 needed, i loved the pool oh game that's right was, and they would show the the they would show the holographic like yeah the uh, trajectories how to hit it where he, and he, then it stopped working the, and sam had to use his end. brilliant mind to figure out the goddamn stuff as it is yeah it's just geometry it's yeah oh i, I love that episode it's one of my favorite episodes but no oh. that I'm sorry, hold on. What? In 1992, uh, NBC's Quantum Leap tackled LGBTQ Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Oh, really? He he, uh, he leaped into a... Um, no kidding. He leaped into... Uh, it was called Running for Honor, and it was uh, another character is about to be expelled from the Academy for being gay, and Sam's character wow. defends him. So they touched on... That's great. Uh, yeah. Quantum Leap I should be brought back. Fuck yes. Let's do this. Let's start... Let's start a GoFundMe. Yeah. That's a great... I, I, it was a great fucking show. Great fucking show. And you're exactly right. It, it... God, I've never felt like I've lost an episode this quickly. But that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. You smart son of a bitch. Um, all right. So I'm going to go a little more obscure. And there's okay. so many of these things that I, I could... Like, I have a couple that are kind of similar. So I know everyone would be on board if we brought back Firefly. I know everyone would like oh, to yeah. see Old yeah. Man Mal or whatever. But for me, I thought Dollhouse. Joss I like Whedon's, Dollhouse a lot. Uh, uh, it ran for like two seasons. It leaped That's ahead. It, yeah. it leaped ahead at the end to like sort of show his his sort of apocalyptic future. Do you remember that? We, I do remember. But that's kind of it kind of pigeonholes itself yes. by that leap ahead. That's and I think we thing. could do a better job. I, I really think you could look at the idea of of what happens when a corporation has figured out how to wipe people clean and create people, yeah. whole personalities. It would be neat um, to see um, Eliza Duku's character, which now I can't remember what her fucking name was. Was it like seven or eleven or something like no, that? No, because I mean, they were all like oh, Alpha uh, Beta. Like, yeah, she was. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Um, there was Vector. There was. Yeah. God damn it! What was she? You just go through the list, you'll uh, Echo? She was Echo. Echo. Yes. Because that makes sense. It's a double entendre. Um, yeah, I would like to see the because if you remember one of the things that they started to do towards the second season is you began to realize that although she was becoming her own person as Echo, it maybe wasn't the person she was. Like she was creating a new personality uh -huh, as the yeah. white one. Yes. Um, and she was retaining certain skills and so doing the these word things. retaining was kind of, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. remembering each one of her characters that she was right. And she was becoming never complete a new person. And so that added this great element of what if she doesn't want to go back to the person who was willing to wipe themselves clean for money? What if yeah. she just wants to continue and be echo? Um, it's and it's also funny how it started off as kind of like a prostitution thing. And then it evolved into this yeah. like world destroying yeah. corporation that well what i think was fun about it is yeah there was the scenes that were obviously like sexual stuff and all the people were gorgeous looking right yes but i liked how the fact that one of the things that was in there was the fact that like some people programmed her to be a super spy like yeah. some people hired her to rob a bank for them Mm -hmm. which I thought was just so intriguing. This idea of I have a disposable person that they've already gone through all this trouble to make disappear. Why wouldn't you hire out a team of these people specifically designed to work together and to, to function? I mean, that made it it's, so crazy. It's definitely one of Joss's greater creations. I think I, I of, you know, obviously Buffy stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. uh, Firefly, we all agree, was kind of a short-lived, missed its mark because its audience wasn't there, not because it wasn't good. Well, and because they didn't have the. I yeah, I think the audience would have been there had Fox. I don't think the audience better. saw it at the time, and yeah, that was part that was of because you know, like me, I didn't see it till five years after it was off the air, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll, there was something about Dollhouse I really liked. Yeah. It was it was we a special. Will, I think we have to do an episode that really kind of hones in on these things, like maybe Firefly, like Space Above and Beyond, like you know these 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 was, shows. Is that, that the Marine one? Yeah, the Space above Marines one. Space Above and Beyond. There's these shows that we talk about and we hit around that were amazing shows that lasted two seasons. Dollhouse, one of mm -hmm. them, one or two seasons, never found their mark. 
never went up, but they were so some good. Some reason resonated with yeah. us, or and we're we're so good on a lot of different levels, but just didn't get mainstream, and, and it was too bad. So yeah, I think I think a dollhouse one would be cool. Whether or not you leap into that whole, you know, China is sending drones over that remotely wipe our brains, you know, or you know, because <laughs> yeah. that was like that was the final yes. episode. It was the uh-huh. part of the war was. And I don't even think actually I don't even think it was China. I think it was corporations. I think it were companies were wiping people's brains and seizing. What What was weird about that last season was is you didn't quite understand. You would see what was going on in the dollhouse in yes. those characters, and then all of a sudden they would show you a post apocalyptic world and characters you at the time didn't recognize. And one of them was Felicity, Felicity Day. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't no rhyme or reason of who she was and i forget who she ended up being at the end of it like maybe a daughter of one of the characters yeah i don't don't remember some some she had some sort of connection and yeah and it wasn't there i i think i think what they if he really wanted to and you know we don't know what joss's major plan was and maybe in that second season he was going to start laying the groundwork for for this getting outside but it would have been nice to see more ramifications of this technology and whatever getting out like it would have been neat mm-hmm. to see something to the effect of uh dollhouse missions to try to like recapture their their missing uh information or uh dollhouse episodes that show another company designing these things and sending their their own dolls to destroy it it would have been nice to lay the groundwork for the conflict a little bit better sure. than they did um, but yeah, that, that was that, that to me, I think is a show that, um, it had good legs and a time jump would only make it just that much more interesting. It oh, wouldn't yeah, so much be about prostitution anymore. It would be no. almost the matrix, you know, the idea that she could program herself to do all. Well, also things. you, you, you know, you're putting personalities in new bodies and you could, you know, theoretically, well, we have Hitler's personality memories and all and yeah, uh, what yeah. i'm just trying to think yeah, off yeah, the top yeah. of my head but like you know why yeah, that's that's an, actually it's a very good and why aren't they you know they could easily throw clones in and make people mm-hmm. here i've i've in, i've i've gone ahead and made a, a hard drive of your personality and now i'm going to implant it into this fully grown clone or into the into this child and it's going to have all the memories of a 56 year old man but it will be back into this child's body so it has that much longer um, to live or whatever. I mean, that there's some crazy stuff they could have done there. That would yeah. have been that would have been hella neat, you know. So, okay, so you want my last one? I do want your last one. Okay, the last one I have, I have actually read some rumors, not substantiated by any means, but some rumors that I could see the Disney Plus actually doing this. Mm-hmm. But ever since we've seen things like Mandalorian and we're getting other. I would like to see them grab a hold of Mark Hamill and do what has gone on since Return of the Jedi. I see. Go back and fill in the. Yeah. Fill in the gap of maybe even putting him right before he decides to exile himself and go to the island. You know Mm -hmm. what? Have a young uh, actor portray uh, Kylo Ren or Ben Solo and, you know, have him training this academy and where he figures out how he fails and i would contest that i'm sure mark hamill would do it Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny i forgot to mention old man um luke in my intro and i thought about doing an old man luke too because we get that same thing when we come back when we finally see luke at the end of the new trilogy is technically old man Luke. that as well yeah well yeah old man solo old man yeah they're all old uh, man leia (laughs) (laughs) old woman leia (laughs) I I think there's I think you're right I think there's a hole there that people might but they they said hey the Skywalker trilogies are the Skywalker saga that is a good point they don't want to touch the Skywalkers anymore but hey I would like to just see how the fucking universe got to where it did where where exactly does the rise of the first order happen where is the mop up of the empire like what happens the empire is gone but the whole superstructure of the empire did not just go away what happens with all of that? Like, I um, get the idea that when the Sith Lord is gone, the the massive amounts of force control that he had means that maybe stormtroopers aren't as loyal anymore, and there are people who had not been questioning or start questioning, and and all orders trying to breaks down and everything. And there, there's certainly local systems that might have been able to rise up very quickly and 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 get rid of the Empire. 
But that's one of those things that I've always wondered You want about. to see, yeah. I, I'd love what, to see the turbulent first couple of years. And and maybe what, the reason why, hold on, I just want to make this clear. Maybe the reason why the whole idea of the Force and the Jedi and everything like that in the new trilogy is not so widely known and no one gives a crap about it is because they weren't there for the mop-up. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, a lot of people associate the end of the Empire with their own system overthrowing the yoke of the local system lord and becoming free and to them it doesn't matter that a space wizard and his yeah space wizard dad overthrew the emperor it's more like hey yeah my dad overthrew the empire here on this planet and then and i would agree I with that and i would especially with what we see in mandalorian and that i don't think the force is that commonly known in the new trilogy either that it's like, well, yes, it's known, but it probably feels a little more legendary at that point. Right. And I'm, I'm sure actually the, I mean, the rise of the emperor probably did that wiping clean. The idea Uh of the Jedi is probably something that went through. No one talks about it anymore. That sort of thing. That's the first thing I would do if I became the evil overlord of a universe. And so I feel like in a, in a, in a vague way, I've opened a can of worms here with, doing star wars anything what what mandalorian has done was proven that we can take no name characters i i would not have been surprised if they were at a meeting like we need a boba fett show we need a boba fett movie no movies we're not gonna do it let's do a show let's do a boba fett show well uh let's let's not do boba fett let's steer away from boba fett let and it just i'm sure it just evolved and now they know it's like all we have to do is tell good stories in this universe Mm-hmm. We tell good stories, people will come. It's Star Wars, and it's got to be good. Because we know if it's bad Star Wars, you're going to piss off a lot of people. Or yeah. if it's too much fan service, or if it's not enough fan service, it's like you've got – I would hate to be uh, – uh, I can't pronounce the director's name. Uh, who did Thor. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Takai, to, to Takei, yeah. whatever. <laughs> he has said he would love to do a Star Wars movie if it wasn't career suicide. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't blame anybody because, you know, Ryan Johnson, I thought, has made probably the best Star Wars movie since Empire. And, and everyone hates it. Everybody mm. hates it. And yeah, I, I love it. But I agree. I don't blame him. I don't blame any of them for not wanting to come back. Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a comeback. <laughs> I think they've been here for years. Um, but I think it, it does open the book to let's there are so many things in the background of star Wars that are still enjoyable. Like you could do Jabba, you could do whatever background character. And you know, obviously Jabba dies, but I'm just saying it's what if it's a hut. Okay. Who just inherits control over his family's business and he's having panic attacks. And so this hut goes to a therapist and we get to see inside this hut's personal took life. Me a minute. I'm like, where are you going? Is this a comedy? I'm like, no. Is he an a acapella singer? Of any... yes, no. <laughs> that would be great. Actually, uh, but I mean, that's all Mandalorian is, is a take on Westerns and the lone wolf and cub and, yeah, you know, the absolutely. samurai. It's. Yeah, exactly. Just set in the in the. So yeah, that, that's the. I think that is the thing that Disney has realized is, look, you don't have to have everything link in arm in arm with what's going mm-hmm. on. What you can do is you can say, okay, this is stuff that's happening. Even Star Wars Rebels kind of does this thing where it, it links yes, but doesn't link. Like they, but yeah, it's they don't, it's not so twisted and tied that a character farts wrong and all of a sudden you've thrown continuity on its ass and. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, well, let, let, hey, let's if you want to talk continuity and this is way off the fucking topic. But now that Captain Marvel is out there and now that uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is out there, how much do you think Nick Fury has been actual Nick Fury and how much do you think he's been a scroll pretending to be Nick Fury? Who the hell knows? Right. right? Because even in, in thing, he says, oh, I can't eat. I can't eat toast when it's cut in triangles. And then everyone's pointed out that they show him eating fucking bread that's cut in triangles in another movie. But now with Far From Home, you're thinking, how long has he been on that spaceship pretending to be? Yeah, Has he ever been Nick Fury that we know? (laughs) Has any time he was Nick Fury in the Marvel Universe that we already knew 
Um, has he actually been Nick Fury or has he been a Kroll, a scroll pretending to be Nick Fury? While he's and is his alive? dad David Hasselhoff is what I really want to know. Yeah. 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 No, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's it. All right. Okay, I got one got last, last one. one. I got a okay, last one. Okay. Um, so this one, I, 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 I had a hard time sort of figuring out which one I liked and which one I didn't like. And I think I'm going to go with Alias. And I'll, I'll tell you, I had a toss-up between Alias and Chuck, right? Oh, that, oh, both are good. Like the whole idea of a person that got out of the spy game and now gets pulled back in, right? And I feel like Alias is the oh. stronger one. I mean, Chuck, Chuck would be great, except Chuck was a love story with spy stuff happening. Alias yeah. was a spy story with some love stuff happening. I think Alias is a little bit more of the more convoluted weird one. Um, with different Both ties. Both are really good. I I would prefer to see Chuck. Right, but because when same... you see Yvette right now, it's it's in Handmaid's Tale, and she makes you feel bad about it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well, but but the thing is, is by the end of the Chuck series, he is a master, and he is no longer. It's like it's not like he has to call on this power anymore. He is that. Spy. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 gained control of his stuff, and he's become a much. much but the buildup was part of the the appeal of it, where right. you know he was Joe Schmo who could barely, you know. Yeah throw a punch and all of a and how many he... times does the fact that he's just a regular ass nerd saved the day as opposed yeah. to being a supercomputer right so it's like it would be harder to make that appeal but i liked that show more than alias yeah um i'm just thinking you know um i'm just thinking of the idea of uh of a super spy coming back and getting pulled in which is by the way not new in any means uh, there's there's already kind of those stories out there in the world Do you bring in their offspring of some sort then no, no, I think I think it's a lot more fun. I mean, maybe uh, as a ploy, but no, it's definitely not Chuck Jr. or Alias Jr. It's definitely yeah, them, and it's definitely James an, Bond Jr. Yeah, it's definitely an exploration of here's a person that thought they got out of this very dangerous game and has been living. A, I mean, you yep, could also do the same in. thing with Bourne. Oh, they did do it with Bourne. <coughs> Jason so, Bourne is out of what he thinks is danger for a number of years. And then the last and they, movie is and they showing... stink at it when they come back. Because mm-hmm. I think you have to have a hook of some sort that they're right. not good at it anymore. Right. They they they're missing different things. It's not so much the next generation, meaning like literally here's my son who's also a spy. It's uh, I've been pulled back in and I've been given a liaison and I am just as bumbling as I used to be because I am far out of it. It'd also be great. Like with Chuck, you're right. There'd be fun things of Chuck maybe not being as in, like maybe not knowing as much about his computers as he used to. Like, i.e., times change and there's different technology constantly evolving and he wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily be uh, on top of it if unless he yeah. wanted to be. You know what I mean? So there would be somebody who would be j- more geeky than him helping yeah you know and that was part of the thing that i liked about chuck was his supporting cast was really strong yeah it was very strong very the the best buy people i know it's not best buy but the best buy people that worked with him yeah were big part of the fun yeah that was very much a huge part of that show was that crazy surrounding cast and um and buying subways so it would stay on the air was a huge part. I don't, I don't I don't know about anyone else, but I fucking ate more subway than I ever wanted to because of that show. Um, uh, and you know there you go. But I think yeah, I think Alias still Alias had like a lot of great things. The whole idea that she was you know at first as a college student she gets pulled into this world and she finds that you know it's her dad is is secretly trained you know helped her get to this point and I think. Uh, I just like to watch Jennifer Garner. That's a huge part of it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, no, but no, I think no I, arguments. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's. I, I guess I'm just using this as sort of that whole idea of the the spy coming back. I think that's a good good story. I, I buy good, into good, that. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything to add to it other like because I I don't know much about Alias. I was a pretty big fan of Chuck. Loved loved Chuck yeah. quite a bit, but yeah. Well, that's the thing is I'm not a big, huge fan of Alias either, but I looked at what I did walk, like about it, thought it was good. Um, you know, J.J. Abrams did it uh, and, uh, and and thought that that was just a little cleaner of a story. The only other thing I can think of is at the end of Chuck, if you remember, um, Sarah's memory had been wiped. 
maybe Chuck's oh, been a maybe yeah. Chuck's been a spy this whole time, but Sarah has been just going about her life without her spy knowledge anymore and something can, maybe she starts to remember maybe it's Sarah as the impetus like she starts to remember her life and goes out and finds Chuck and maybe Chuck is either still a spy or has stopped being a spy and maybe that's the hook that gets us into this is Sarah starts to remember how much uh, all of her adventures with Chuck and remembers how much she loves him and maybe the emphasis is Chuck has moved on and maybe he's not oh, necessarily yeah. a spy anymore but he's something else and she puts his whole world in danger um because of the memory you know yeah maybe maybe okay maybe he does have kids maybe he doesn't have a wife anymore maybe it didn't work out or or maybe she's dead or whatever but he's got kids and all of a sudden this this blonde shows up and kisses him at like the most in awkward you know most awkward moment maybe he's got a fiance or something like that and you, there's a lot of like really fun stuff you can do with the idea oh that absolutely one person has moved on and one person is stuck in that moment of time and therefore comes back so yeah you know what now you're making me think i just didn't think through chuck enough and there's actually um, just a wealth of shit everything there. you're saying is making me think of and i don't want to say anything too deep and ruin it in case you get a in case i get a what uh, are you telling me that i was a spy no i'm saying watchmen Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On HBO, yeah, is really fucking good. Yeah, it's, I'm. I got it's two never episodes going left. It's I don't think they're so, making a second season. No, I don't. And and from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, it has such a nice ending. It's okay, but it's really good. It's yeah. it it is genuinely what I would say. This is a sequel to The Watchmen. It is so good. Um, so fucking good. I was blown away at how much I'm I'm loving this my, my camera fell there sorry yeah i noticed thanks they don't they don't know that we have cameras they'll ask oh well they'll ask to see us which would be a mistake no they they know better yeah both both of our listeners know better yeah <laughs> they're like i've seen robin monty's nibbles quite enough thank you I do not we're, to see that anymore we don't tell them we're shirtless we're, oh, oh i'm sorry it's, that's it's the only way I can remember what I'm supposed to be saying is if you write it on your chest for me to read. <laughs> so, <laughs> the prompter is on each other's chest. I don't have any notes over here. Uh, all right, so um, I really I win with Quantum Leap is what you're saying. I, right? Yeah, I think you win with Quantum Quantum Leap, and I hate you for it. I feel like you ripped into my own past and my own psyche. You found a show that I loved so much that I would skip college classes to go to watch like in like I legit got a C minus in like English because that fucking class was at the same time TNT had quantum leap on and I watched it every damn day. Uh, Oh boy. Oh, I just thought of another one. What's up? Speaking of things I would skip class for reboot. The cartoon. Those, reboot? La those later episodes of reboot. I would just, I would just drop everything I was doing and watch them non-stop I, I forgot how much i loved reboot in I, college i don't remember that show i never watched that show at all <laughs> uh, it was the, the first season where you know it was all based in a computer and all that mm -hmm. that was nice but when it started going where it was kind of apocalyptic and they were on the internet and they were trying to find their way back yeah. to their computer that's when it got really interesting and they would they would do uh takes on being in other video game worlds or sometimes they'd be in star wars or other things like that and it became really a, a very deep cartoon that i totally fell in love with and mm. i would love to see the because that company mainframe is still around making cartoons i think it's been absorbed into another company but they yeah. are still around and i would love to see you know still kind of a tongue-in-cheek cg cartoon based on those characters and yeah Old Man Mario. That's what I think would be great. It's there you go. Old Man Mario. It's a me again. Oh, I'm so old. Hey, uh, why is everything changed? Yeah. <laughs> since we're getting to the end of this, if uh -huh. we have listeners that have good ideas for, I do believe Doug Belsass had one time had sent me a text message or both of us a text message via Facebook on subjects because sometimes we you know run out of good uh, debates. So. Yes. Um, if people have debates, send us some. So, Doug, clearly at one point we read your stuff. 
And now I have, have it. To, I oh, have you have it? Okay. Because you made that I'll, sound I'll like, it. hey, Doug sent me something. I don't remember yeah, what it was. No, I have it. Okay. I still have it. I yeah, no. Because uh, he had some really good suggestions. If I if you have uh, good suggestions for things that you'd like us to debate, uh, you can even write your own treatise that we'll start the, 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 the show on. Uh, we will read that live uh, as well, live on tape. Um, yeah, live on send, tape. <laughs> just send it to us. We haven't we we have an email, don't we? It's like uh, uh, I'm right. He's Rob at gmail dot com. I think that's right. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, I, maybe it's right and Rob at gmail. Oh God. That's that's the one. Right and Rob we'll, at gmail. We'll put it in the 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 link. Yeah. When we send it out. There oh, here we go. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, I got it. Don't, 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 don't. Wait a minute. It's right don't and Rob. You. Yeah, right and Rob. Uh, that's and spelled out and Rob with two Bs. Right and Rob at gmail.com. And uh, we will check that and get it. We should have been. This is episode 35. We haven't mentioned that email address. We've done 35 episode episodes. Two. Look at that. Yeah. I think we've outlived at least episode wise uh, Comic Book Crossfire. Well, yes, yes, I think so. That came out once a month, and it was a, a video. Video one. It was awful <laughs> to produce. Um, all right, so uh, Rob, you won this episode. I can't believe it. Seems like a shit thing, but all right. Uh, because you won, you get to do uh, as perdition. Winners always read the uh, the catchphrase of this podcast, um, which, by the way, you can uh, now find um, on mugs at. Um, at, uh, at, at, at Hot Topic. At Hot Topic. Uh, it's also at Urban Outfitters and, uh, oddly enough, at uh, Hobby Lobby. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Yeah. The mugs are at Cracker Barrel, but only the Cracker Barrels we leave the mugs at. <laughs> when we leave the mug there at the Cracker Barrel, it's still there and you can find it and, uh, and buy it right off, right off the shelf. Because uh, Cracker Barrel will sell anything with a price tag. So, Rob, go ahead. Give us our... Closing catchphrase. Simone, everybody has a big butt. What is your big butt?